0: All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the 7-Minute Theologian. I'm Luke, joined today by Mitch Green, and today we're talking about the third false foundation. If you remember, the first one was self, and the second one was work. So if you've not heard those, go check those out. This is all in preparation for our class that we're calling Foundations. Foundations is just the foundations of our faith, the richness and the goodness of the faith of the Christian life. And... uh, I want you to be thinking about this really quickly if you are an individual who loves jesus and you follow after jesus christ is there somebody you know that's interested but might not be on the path might not be going and running after jesus christ that you might want to join in this class as learning the foundations of jesus or you yourself take the foundations class to then learn how to teach someone else the, the, the foundations of Jesus, and so if if you fall into either one of those camps, you'd love to learn more about the fi- foundations. You'd lo- you you know someone who wants to uh, or may might benefit from learning more about the foundations of Jesus Christ and uh, our our faith, or you want to teach someone who 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 might need uh, these foundations, then that this class is for you. Uh, so we want you to jump in. We're super, super pumped. We're planning on it. We're we're, we're getting it. We're getting it ready to go. So uh, if you fall into one of those camps, sorry, this is kind of a little bit of a, a long promo, but I want you to be involved in the foundations class. Uh, in any way, shape, or form.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, again, in a world where we love to talk about what we disagree upon, we want to talk about what are the central teachings of the Christian faith. And so we're going to go through that for seven weeks. We've had a lot of conversations with people about foundational things. So we're going to jump into that class here in a few weeks, and we'll have some exciting announcements of how we're going to deliver that and all mm-hmm. that, hopefully coming up in the next week or two. Yeah. So hopefully we can get all that rolling for you. Um. So, Luke, this week, the yes. third foundation we're talking about is...
0: Sexuality sexuality ding 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 everyone's favorite topic Weird one. no so yeah so today we're talking about the, the third false foundation which is sexuality and I want to make the claim first and foremost that in 2020 and this might have not been true for all of centuries and, and 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 decades that humanity has been alive and although it very well could be that in 2020 for sure sexuality is an identity and so when we learn about sexuality whether we're avoiding our sexual life, or uh, you know, we're refraining, or we're just diving in and falling into sexual morality on a weekly basis. Uh, regardless, it can be an identity. And I think what anytime we shift our eyes from focusing on Christ as our sole identity, we put our hope and trust in Him. We put our identity in Christ alone. Uh, anytime we shift that to anything, we do that in self, we do that in works, and we also do that in our sexuality. Mitch, how do we start us out? How do we do that with uh, our sexuality?
1: Yeah, so I think outside the Christian faith, you see many people identify themselves um, by their sexual preference. Mm-hmm. So that's one aspect in a way that we do it in a very broad sense, where they say that I am a you know, gay man, I am a heterosexual man. They, they identify their sexuality with their personhood, mm-hmm. um, which becomes a characteristic of who they are. Now, I think within the Christian faith, one of the things that we do is as we make sexuality this um, make or break to our faithfulness to God. That's right. And so what we say is that if I'm someone that I have, you know, had sex outside the context of marriage, my relationship with God is potentially ruined. Or if we're someone who says that I have not, Mm -hmm. then I am guaranteed that God owes me a tremendous sex life in marriage. Mm -hmm. And so what we're doing is we're creating these foundations around um, sex, that sex was never meant to take that place of our identity, um, of our faithfulness Mm -hmm. and of the fruit that we're going to receive Mm -hmm. from God in our life. So in one sense it becomes works, but again, I think a lot of this becomes because you and I both, uh, me more so than you, it kind of was drifting away a little bit. We grew up in kind of a youth group culture where all we did was talk about sexuality. And so for us, it was almost as if like the main goal of youth group was for the kids to remain pure. And this isn't to say that purity is a bad thing. What it is to say is that purity is not the foundation of our faith. What Christ work on the cross, mm-hmm. what Christ did on the cross, that is the foundation of our faith. And so whenever we replace it with that, well, we're, we're setting ourselves up to crumble. Mm-hmm. So this is what we see is we've seen a lot of people that they made this the foundation of their faith. They made some mistakes. And now that they made this, some mistakes, they no longer believe that they can mm-hmm. have a relationship with God because right. of the mistakes. Vice versa, people who didn't make mistakes, people who did not fall into sexual sin, those people thought they're set up for a life of fruitfulness and happiness because of the fact that yep. they didn't make their mistakes. Where in both cases we made the foundation of our faith sexuality and not
0: God. That's right. And I, I, you know, I love my mom, but growing up, my mom would always tell me, you know, my dad always told me, don't drink, smoke, or chew or go with girls that do she would tell me that and 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 really what you're what you're alluding to is kind of that purity culture right that you know you get your purity ring and you never do anything wrong and you're perfect and and then you make your Lord your sex life or your sex or your sexual you know you 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 you, you, the fact that you can refrain from you know any sexual sin is the fact that you've made that your Lord right and so like you said our, our identity becomes we are or we're not or, you know, we see like in gender identification, a large movement we see in homosexuality. You see what's happening is we, we put, we're we putting our hope in fleeting feelings Yeah. that cannot cannot last, cannot be your hope, and it, and, 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 and it might be a fulfillment on this earth, but it will never be a fulfillment forever.
1: Yeah, and so, so I think Paul wrestles with this tension that we're doing, because basically what we're saying is that even some of the things that we make the foundations of our faith, are things that God has called us to do. They're things that are moral, yes. things that are right that like we're not saying that sex outside the context of marriage is a good thing. It's a bad thing. But what we're saying is that if you believe in you by not having it or promise something, or you believe by you having it, you've wrecked something with God, mm-hmm. you have a false, false foundation in your life. So Paul wrestles with this. So Paul says, this is in 1 Corinthians, or 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 12 through 14. He says, "I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. And then he continues on and he says, the body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. So again, what he's saying here is that there are these things that we're supposed to do and these things that we're not supposed to do that God's called us to. And if we do things outside of that, they have no ability to wreck our relationship with God. Mm. But yet... We're still not supposed to do them because they're not beneficial for us. That's the place that this takes. But once it rises to the level of foundation in our life, then man, we're setting ourselves up for failure mm-hmm. because we're sinful human beings, and yeah. so we will make mistakes. We'll, we will. We will have these flaws, and again, we've then made it about our identity. So the world makes it their identity in the sense to say that this is who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm all. I'm like bisexuality. That is the most key thing to my it's the most
0: fundamental thing about me
1: yes well in the church we've also kind of done the opposite thing by saying by me remaining pure this is the most foundational thing about me and what we have to do is to say that christ is the most foundational thing to my identity
0: that's right and and, and really quickly let's uh let's talk about the blessing that sex can be uh and truthfully i mean just in all all honesty um, God has given sex as a, as a, as a gift to man uh, that in marriage we would become as close as humanly possible with our spouses. It's a representation and it's a taste of the oneness that we have with our sp- spouse is similar to the oneness we'll have with the Father in eternity forever. Right, it's like the, it's like how the, 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 you know, when we, when I marry my wife, the the, 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 the groom and the bride come together as one in the Holy Spirit. It is ordained by God that we, that that we become one. Just like we will become one with the Father in eternity, right? That we're cheapening the goodness of God's gift to us. And we're replacing that worship because anytime we are falling into sexual immorality or sin in general, it's a worship issue, right? We turn our eyes from worshiping the Father in his gift and we worship the gift just as we begin to worship the creation, not the creator. Yeah, we
1: both have the same teacher we love who says we do what we love. Mm-hmm. And That's right. so in this matter, it's saying that we're loving this thing more than we love God. That's right. Even if our representation is how much we're trying to mm-hmm. abstain from
0: it. Yes, we, we find our identity In the place in which we're made new in Jesus Christ, we place our identity in the hands of the Father and only the hands of the Father. And He is a true foundation, not a false foundation. This is the 7-Minute Theologian. Thanks for tuning in.